Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We're going back and get some Jesus on you, amen? Ephesians chapter 2, 11. Everybody there? Wherefore, remember you, remember you in time past. Remember that you being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh. We're a Bible teaching church. You need, hey, listen, I need you to do me a favor too. You need to start inviting all your friends that are hungry for God. It ain't about filling the church. You want to know what? You got, people don't know nothing. You got to help people get the word of God. And you can't just go do like, oh, I'm going to go get it. Get them in this building. And invite somebody someday to come to church. Go pick them up. People are hungry for the word of God, especially your Christian friends too, a lot of them. But go get some lost people. Let's get them saved, man. We got to go get the harvest, you know what I mean? Sometimes we get so stuck on our own stuff, we forget the people out there dying and going to hell. We got to go get them. Look what it says there. It says, wherefore remember that you, being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, okay, who were called, now you see this, who were called uncircumcision by which is called the circumcision in the flesh made with hands. Now talk about natural circumcision. You were a Gentile outside of covenant. Okay, that at times you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. That means you were, you were outside the, the, the covenant. And strangers from the covenants of promise. Now, I want you to understand, underline that. There, the covenants of promise is the word of God. Okay? And these promises that God gave you are covenant-keeping principles that God wants you to have as your inheritance. They got to think. So put your thinking cap on tonight. Okay, and I know you are, you're all smart. Promises, promises encapsulate God's desires for your life. Part of your inheritance, so God put your inheritance in a book of promises called the Bible. Okay, now every one of them promises are yes and amen to me and you. That means you got the faith for it, you can have it. Is that right? So look, here's the deal, if it didn't work, it was on my side, not God's side. All right, let's just get that figured out. Nobody's being mean. Nobody's trying to be rough. Get what I'm saying? If it didn't work, we didn't do something right on our side. God comes through on his side because numbers, what, 23, 19, is God a man that he should lie? No, he don't lie. His son that he needs to repent? Son of God he needs to repent? No, he don't need to repent. Did he say it? He'd do it. God cannot lie. Hebrews chapter 6 says what? God, it is impossible for him to lie. Hello? So if it's impossible for God to lie, then everything God told you is true. So then God don't different, deviate, vacillate. He don't do any kind of thing besides come true and do his word. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You got it? So don't get, don't let nobody talk you out of this stuff. Because see, that's what happened. Well, it's hard. It's hard not having it. Yeah, Ephesians 2, that's going. Yeah, that's all right. You know what I'm saying? It's hard not having it. Does that make sense? Uh, it's harder not having it than getting it. So stay in to get it. Let's look up there. Let's keep going. Here we go, right? Wherever we were, 211. But now in Christ, that's good, you were who sometimes were far off or made nigh by the blood of Christ. Everybody say this. I got to have faith in the blood. You do. Write that down. Because faith in the blood of Jesus is the key because the minute you start putting faith in the blood, you start walking in a new place of victory for your life because that blood has qualified you for stuff you have been disqualified for by your DNA of who you used to be. Now, the blood of Jesus is powerful. Amen? 
Because it washed you clean forever, eternally made a sacrifice for your life. Now, you got to get that. It's very important. Eternal sacrifice for my life has put me in an eternal position of covenant with God. That eternal position of covenant with God has now made me perfect in his eyes. Not based upon me, but based upon him. Not what I have done, but what he has done. That's why you can't do nothing to keep it. You got to believe it to stay in it. You know what I'm saying that? You ain't going to be good and be a Christian. You know what I mean? What is a good Christian? A faith-filled Christian is a good Christian. You ain't going to keep some goody-two-shoe stuff and now God's going to owe because then God ain't owing you nothing. You know what I mean? So you got, you're pulling this in? But now in Christ you were sometimes off or made nigh by the blood of Christ. So you were lost and the blood of Christ brought you near. So what do you think is going to keep you near? The blood. Not my conduct nor my character. Conduct and character is a byproduct of a revelation of who you are in Christ. Conduct and character is a byproduct of who you are in Christ. See, when you figure out who you are, you start acting different. See, church try to tell you act different and then be somebody. No, be somebody, then you act different. Does that make sense? Get a revelation of who you are, and then you'll be like, I'm not going to forfeit where God got me, put me, wants me to be for being this. So watch verse 14. Here we go. Ready? Now watch how he pulls it in because he does a real good job. He's my peace who was made both one and broken down the middle wall of partition between us. That was Jesus making one new man. Does that make sense? Jew and Gentile, circumcised, uncircumcised. Okay? You got Jew. You got Gentile. Hello? You got the circumcision and the uncircumcision, Gentile and Jew. He brought them together in one with Christ. By faith, we one body. That's why I keep telling you people, man, we one spirit, man. That's what I'm saying, man. We ever get this, the church ever figure this out? We one spirit. We in one body. We're one person in Christ. This is easy. Because we got, how you think we got in on this covenant deal? Remember, we got in on the Jesus side. So we came in him through the born again experience. I'm telling you, come in this building Sunday, you're going to be a buck wild. Because Jesus didn't keep the, let me give you a little highlight. I'll show you where I'm going. You think Jesus went and got back dominion for him? He went back and got it for you. He didn't need it. It wasn't stolen from him. It was stolen from you. He went back and got it and gave it to you. Boy, the devil's about ready to get slapped. Jesus didn't need dominion. He already had it. He went and got it back for me and you. Put us back in the place of dominion. You see what I'm saying? Put one man together, but we in Christ. Baptized in the death, rose with him in resurrection. The covenant terminology. Now watch. Keep going. We're going to go all the way to the end. Having balanced in the flesh the problem, what? The separation and enmity of the law of the commandments contained in ordinance. For to make in himself of the two one new man. What do you mean one new man? The new man Christ. That's where he said in Romans, what do you got to do light and darkness? He said nothing. He said what you got to do with lost and saved? Not feel infidel or a believer. And what is Christ? have to do with the devil be He said, none. He said, you in Christ. You, you in, you Christ. He don't even call you George. He don't call you Bob. He don't call you Frank. He calls you Christ. He ain't calling you Mary. 
He calls you Christ. And he calls, see, the problem with the church is we want to talk like we want to talk. We need to start talking the way he, let me ask you a question. If we start talking like God talks, who are you going to look like? Like God. Why do you want to talk like everybody else talks? Don't talk like they talk. I'm telling you, do you know, he said, they said, he said, what does light have to do with darkness? They said, no. What does day have to do with night, pretty much what he's saying? He said, no. He said, they're two separate things. He said, what does Christ have to do with the devil? He called you Christ. He said, what does the believer have to do with the infidel, the lost person? He said, nothing. He said, what does Christ have to do with the devil? He calls you Christ. Because where are you? You're in Christ. So he don't see you as you. He sees you as one new man. You get this? So but let me ask you a question. When you died, who did you come back as? Christ. You were buried with him in death and rose with him in resurrection, which is life. Who you in? Christ. He's the head and we the body. You see it? Remember I told you? We come in on Jesus' covenant terminology. Well, who did Jesus make a covenant with? God Almighty himself. He made a covenant with God. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did it with Abraham. So wait a minute, goes up. So God and Jesus made a covenant, and I come in on the Jesus side. Yes, Pastor Chris, that's right. Yes and amen. What do you mean I came in on the Jesus side? Yeah, when he went in the garden, he took my side and said, I'll go in for them. By the way, let me ask a question. By the way, uh, when did you go to the cross? When he went to the cross. Well, what do you mean? You took his place? No, he took your place. But now you take his place. He ain't got no problem with it. See, now the church, that'll stretch your head, but that's the truth. What do you mean he took my spot? He went to the cross so I can go to the throne. Ho, ho, ho. Hey. You didn't hear me. Hey. You ain't paying attention to me in here, man. I went over the head. I just blew right by them jokers. Let me go so He went to the cross so I can go to the throne. You see it? He exchanged. He goes, okay, cool. You take my spot, I'll take yours. Are you crazy? God, are you out of your mind? No, you don't understand now. I got to go back to Eden. I'm going I'm to tell you what. This place is going to get dangerous in the next six months. I'm going to tell you what I'd do if I was you. I'm convinced of what I'm supposed to do. Master, I'm masterfully convinced of what I'm supposed to do. I am never going to communicate. I didn't communicate before. I never will. I'm not here to communicate. There's communicators in the body of Christ, such as I am not, don't want to be. I'm going to teach you the word of God from every angle I can pull it until I indoctrinate you and brainwash you through the Bible. I'm going to give you so much revelation, your head's going to spin. And when your head's done spinning and goes still, we're going to spin it the other way till you get all of it. You're going to be word-walking Miracle-working, devil-casting-out, charismatic, strong, pit bull, bulldog, Christian. I ain't going to let you go to get it. I got all day. I got nowhere to go. We'll throw a Friday meeting every once in a while in there just to get it till we get it. Call all your friends that are hungry and jerking around playing games in church and say, look, you want to learn something? Let's go. Because time is getting short, and the church better wake up and let's roll. I got nothing but time, and I'll go as slow as we got to go. 
No problem, man, because I got to undo, and I'm going to undo it all till we get it, okay? Because you're doing great. This stuff ain't easy, man. It stretches your head. You'll fight it before you receive it, but if we can push through the fight, you'll get it and run with it. And you're smart, and you got it. But it's a lot when it hits you like, man, he took the cross. Yeah, he took the cross so you could take the throne. What? He had no problem with the exchange because he understood how the system started in the beginning, when my man Adam slipped and stumbled, man was separated for eternity and doomed. I got to get him back. But there's no way to get him back. Yeah, I know. That's why I got to find a way. I can't just come back and fix it. So what do you do? He come up with a new plan. You see it? So why is Jesus even on the cross? Galatians chapter 3 was to reduce the what? The curse. If you want to know what the blessing produced, go see what the curse provided. The opposite of the curse is the blessing, and the blessing of Abraham came on the Gentile through the obedience of Christ, which started from the faith of Abraham. The faith of Abraham. That's why we're called the what? We are the seed of Abraham. We're the offspring. Okay, offspring by birth. So what were we birthed in? We were birthed in the faith through Abraham, and we got released in the death through Christ. Why you got to be born again? Because if you ain't born again, you're born into death from Adam. So when, you understand that? So until you reach Jesus, you never really reach life because we're all born dead. This sounds simple. It is basic one-on-one, but here's what you got to understand. Born dead, somebody's got to have exchange who Colossians ripped you out of darkness, put you into marvelous light. Through that cross experience, we get baptized into death with Christ and raised with him. This is the miracle of salvation. We're not of ourselves because we become one new man. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So I'm really in him and he's in me. Jesus said it like this. You've seen me. You've seen the Father. You've seen me. You've seen Jesus. What? You've seen you, you've seen Jesus. Because you ain't in you, you in him. In him living and moving and having my being. In him. But I'm in me. You in you individually, but we're all together in him corporately. That's the miracle of salvation. People get married. The two of them shall become one flesh. Covenant agreement. When you got born again, the two of you became one flesh. You become one with the Lord. How'd that happen? I don't know I know. It's a spiritual miracle. But you ain't in you, you in him. That's why he gave you his name. Sounds like covenant, don't it? You swapped names when you went down that aisle? She took your name, right? You got his name, right? Covenant agreement. Changing of the name. I used to be in Chris, now I'm in Christ. He called him the bride. You the, I, you the groom. He said, I'm the groom and you the bride. What do you mean bride? You the bride of Christ. What's he talking about? Covenant terminology. You got my name now, boy. <laughs> hey. Well, I got news for you. Who gets the silly thing? Don't the girl get the name of the boy? You the bride. You got my name. Covenant terminology. Sounds weird for all the guys because ain't no dude want to be called the bride. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? 
Call me no bride. I'm the man. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? But do you see the covenant terminology? We got it. And in my name, you should cast out devils. <laughs> in my name, you'll cast out devils praying new. What? In my name, you'll pray in new tongues. In my name, you'll lay hands on the sick. And they shall regard, in my name, in my name, in my name, in my, what name? The name of Jesus. You think that name's got power now? Wait till you're done learning this stuff. Now watch this. You in covenant with a guy that cannot lie. You mean to tell me every time you lay hands, every time you lay hands on the sick, they have to recover. If you don't take your faith off it, it got to recover. He ain't going to not keep his end of the deal. He'd be a liar. See, we get, you know what happens with us? We get tired. We are, well, I guess it's some, some, some stupid teaching we got way back in the day. Well, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Well, the God will do, you know, my way. You know, God sometimes works the way God works. And then they get mad at me. Because I'm going to say, no, 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 no. Get rid of all that nonsense talking. And understand, God said, I don't really care. God likes me, and you love me, and we're going to be all right. But I got news for you. Let me tell you something right now. Oh, uh, no, I want to have, like, a little, little way to get out. You're too extreme. You're too extreme. You're an extreme preacher. I got people talking, oh, I went in there. It was hard. It was hard. I'm not hard. You're just weak. You're just soft. Oh. Why you call me? Don't call me soft. Just stay with me. I'll make you tough. You'll learn. Right, what, what, what's mean about that? I look in the mirror. I prayed for them in here. They died. You were here. Hello? I don't know what I'm doing every time. Neither do you. But I know God's true every time. You know what I'm saying? Man? You know what I'm saying? These people got this wishy-washy Christianity. Oh, God might be. No, God does everything. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't you ever forget that. He did changes not. That's for you. Because you know what? You got promises you need for your kids. And you know what? You're the only one going to stand there and have to believe. It. Nobody else is going to care. But guess what? God cares and we care and we're going to stand with you. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You got unsaved loved ones. You go, well, maybe God. Nah, bump all that. They're going to devil, shut up. Get your hands off them. You understand who I'm here? I'm here. Who are you in the world you think you are? I'm God in the earth. That's why I think I've got dominion. Boy, that devil don't want you to know this stuff. Norm, once you know this stuff, you start telling him what to do. So I said, who in the world do you think you're talking about? Man, I read Believer's Authority. I thought Kenneth Hagin was coming off the rail. I said, this guy's nuts. He's talking to the devil like telling the devil what to go do. I said, this Kenneth Hagin, he lost it. I thought he lost it. Then I read another thing. I said, my God in heaven, the guy I'm listening to don't know nothing. <laughs> he running from the devil. This guy's running after the devil. I said, I got to figure something out here quick. I was in trouble. One guy was running after the devil. The other guy was running away from the devil. I said, I'm going to go with the guy running at the devil. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? I wasn't being mean, but there was more. There was more to learn. And they would say, well, yeah, you know, you know, Ellis, you're getting, you're getting a little too extreme, too extreme. No, you're not extreme. You're believing what the Bible says. You got to dig your feet in the sand and believe, you know what? Stuff, stuff, stuff should have killed you, didn't kill you. You know what I mean by that? It was like a knockout blow. The devil thought he had you. Oh, let me do this. Bam. No, nah, you still, still you, you're like a weeble wobble. You wobbled a little bit. You don't fall down. Remember them things when you were a kid? My mom and dad, they bought me that clown. You remember that, that blow-up clown with the cement in the bottom of it? 
had sand in the bottom of it. You know what I'm talking about? I'm dating myself right about now. You're too young for this thing. But I remember they bought me this clown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that punching clown. You punched it. You remember that? You're too young for that thing. You had video games by then. I remember I used to run across the living room and tackle that thing. I used to try to knock it down. Every time I knocked it down, that thing come right back up. Had sand in the bottom of it, and you blew it up, and you punch it, and it come back up. It's like a weeble wobble. Punch it, and come back up. But go, go Google this stuff. All you people that are like 13, you don't even know what I'm talking. You don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you think you do. You've seen it on a cartoon or something, right? And I, I used to run around and try to hold that thing down, hold it down. I got you now. You're on the ground, and I let it go, and poop, it come right back up. That's what you are in the spirit. I might weeble and I might wobble, but guess what? I'm coming back up, baby. Come on, somebody. You might strip, you might stumble, but guess what? You're coming back up, hey, man. God, yeah, you know what? The devil tried to knock me out, and he thought he took you out, but guess what? You got stuck in a setback, but God started working on your comeback, hey, man. You got a comeback mentality. You ain't quitting. So just saying this thing, all right? Now let's read the word of God because you got to keep going here. Where was I at? Boy, I'll tell you what. This is going to have abolished in the flesh. My God in heaven. You see this? He put the separation. I'm going to go slow. He put the separation in him on the cross so you don't have to be separated from God ever again. Did you get that? He put the separation in him, and when he did that, he allowed God to come back in agreement with you because you were separated from him because of sin. Sin separated me and you from God forever, eternally, until Jesus went and paid the price for it and the enmity against man and what? Put it back together. Even the law that contained in ordinances for men to making himself one new man making peace. He said the law had a way to almost keep it covered but couldn't do the job, couldn't finish it. He had to get rid of it. Watch 16. Here we go. Ooh, watch this. That he might reconcile both in the God in one body by the cross. See that? So he put them in there in one body. Does that make sense? Jew and Gentile, everybody in there, one body. Now you only you believe you can get it. Now watch what he says here. Having slain the enmity thereby. It means he, he, he annihilated the separation once and for all. He came and preached peace unto you which were far off and in them that were not. Peace. peace. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. See it? So what do we got with God now? We got peace with God. Come boldly. How are you going to come boldly? I got the blood. Now let me tell you something right here now. You got to put faith in that blood no matter what. That blood made you clean once and for all. So here's the problem with people. They got a, they got a guilt and sin consciousness. You know why they got guilt and sin consciousness? Because they're sinning. But I got news for you. This is the pendulum. Sin can't separate you from God no more. Can't ever do it again. And you are unreprovable and unblameable in his sight. So God's ways ain't your ways. He thinks better of you than you think of you. So your little sin ain't going to stop you from getting in God's presence. That's why I got rid of sin once and for all. Now, the consciousness of sin will mess up your, your boldness. But is that okay? Sin can't separate you no more. Look at this. We're going to keep going. You, you pulling this in? Yeah, it's God's honest truth. Well, hey, my sin separated me from God. No, it didn't. Then your sin undid what the blood of Jesus did. And ain't nobody's sin going to do that. Look, read 18 and 19 just for argument's sake, and I'll show you this, right? For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Did you see that? There's that one spirit. What spirit's that? Christ in you, the hope of glory. We all in Christ. You see it? Okay, look at the last verse. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God. I'm part of the family of God. Now, sin can't ever separate you again, because here's the thing. Sin has been done away with. But do you sin? Yeah, you usually sin with your mouth. But here's the thing. 
Sin does not damage the DNA relationship with you with God. Can never separate you again. Does that make sense? Your, your spirit is unreprovable and unblameable in his sight. God never thinks negative nor talks negative about you ever. God only speaks good about you. You know who speaks negative to you? You. Because you know the Bible and your conscience tells you, you screwed up over there. You better get it right. The Bible says in John, he says, if your heart, First John, if your heart condemneth you not, you're okay. But if your heart condemns you, make it right. You're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Romans 8, 16. For the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. should be himself because he's a person. Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are what? The children of God. Amen? So we should be Spirit-led. That's why how to be led by the Spirit of God is so important. Because let me tell you, your love walk's important. Because you get out of love, you get out of faith. Stay in love. Stay kind. All that stuff's trying to get you out. Yeah, strife's trying to get you out. Goofy people try to get you out. Oh, yeah, stupid people will show up out of nowhere. Oh, they show up everywhere. They just try to get you out. Don't get out. Don't get out of love. I got, you know, you get little tests. Little tests show up. You got to pass these things now. Because the enemy knows, let me get you in strife and try to block your blessing. You ain't going to get no strife. Strife free life. Strife free house. Hush your mouth. Don't talk like that. We can't, we can't afford to talk like that. Messing up the blessing of God. You know, I was like, I, 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 Kenneth Copeland said something so good. He says a lot of good stuff. You know, I, watched, I was watching something the other day, just real quick. It was something quick. It was like a little blurb. And he said, me and me and Gloria, it was cute. He said, me and Gloria came to an agreement. It was funny. I, I, I think I was watching something about the covenant. I just caught, like, you know, he's got, like, this little blurb sometimes on stuff. And I don't know why it popped up. I was looking at something. It popped up. And, and I love it. And it was funny. He said, he said, you know, me and Gloria were walking around. And he said, he said we started doing this thing. He said, when we, he said, I used to have the wrong mouth. And she would, you know, he, said, he would say something wrong in the early days. And, and he would say something wrong in the early days. And she would look at him and say, I'm going to mess this up. But she would look at him and say, well, that's what you're believing for. And I agree with you. Isn't that it? That's exactly it, ain't it? I'm believe. Well, if that's what you're believing for, and I, she, he said, well, we ain't got no money or something. She goes, well, that's what you're believing for, and I agree with you for you. And he said, boy, he goes, that quickly got my mouth right. You know, like you know, you walk around the house, oh, that stinks. This piece of junk car. Well, that's what I'm. That's what you're believing. I'm believing God with you too. Come in agreement with you. You know what I mean? Or something like that. And he said, man, I sure, my, my mouth got quick real fast. Because every time I'd say something stupid, like, I ain't got no money. She'd come around, well, that's what you're believing God for. So I agree with your faith and let that be your harvest. You know, one of them kind of things. Boy, you'll shut your mouth up quick, won't you? Your husband come in there acting like a fool. Usually the boys are always worse than the girls. You know, and I'm not being mean, but, ah, hey, easy now. You know, how would you like that one? Oh, my aching toes. Well, that's what you're believing God for. God bless you. I pray you have aching toes the rest of your life. You ain't going to talk like that no more. I thought it was cute, right? Wasn't that cute? Said so they started guarding over their words because they were important. You know what I mean? You know, we used to call them back in the day, you're like a confession cop. You know? Somebody says something wrong, like, woo, woo, woo. You better not say that. You know what I mean? You're like a confession cop. You know, you somebody say, start talking doubt and unbelief. Just talking sick. Woo. Be quiet. Don't talk sick. Because you got to call those things that be not as though they were. See, you, you got sick. If you're sick, you're sick. There ain't no denial. I'd say, well, we're afraid people. You, you're in denial. You're in denial. I ain't in denial, goofy. Not us. We're, 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 we're word of faith. We're not a denomination, but we're word of faith. We, we're supposed to be word of unbelief. <laughs> kind of stupid stuff. It says, are you a faith preacher? No, I'm an unbelief preacher. Are <laughs> hey, you nuts? 
I can't understand these people. Are you word of faith? No, I'm word of doubt and unbelief. What do you want me to say? Yeah, I'm a word of faith preacher. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Pentecostal. Yeah, I pray in tongues. My God in heaven. You know what okay? I feel like telling them sometimes, lighten up, will you? What are you? You water baptism? Yeah, we're water baptism. We believe in it all of it. Trinity, the whole thing. You want to come on in? Come on. You know what I'm saying? These people are crazy. Where are you out, man, with this stuff? Yeah, you go. But you call those things that be now. You got to call it. I got sick right now. Sometimes you get stuff. I got, that's what I got, right? You sit right now, right on a piece of paper, what you got? There's some sick sometimes. But you got to call healing. We're not in denial of not feeling well. We're, call, we're calling in something else to come and fill its place. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you come Sunday, I'm telling you, this ain't no teaser to get in here Sunday. How are you going to go in court and agree with the judge? You know what I'm saying? Who's the accuser of the brethren? The devil. He's like, you're sick. You over there, yeah, so be it. I'm sick. I'll take that. The judge just goes, bam, stay sick. What kind of courtroom lawyer are you? A bad one. Where's your evidence? If you go in there and say, devil say, you broke. Yeah, your honor, we got no money. Praise God. He's right. Come on, you know There's a courtroom in heaven. You got to show up with some paperwork. No, no, no. Hey, 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 hold up on that broke. He meets all my needs according to his riches and glory. It says here in Philippians somewhere. Come on, somebody. Hey, hey, your body. The accuser goes, oh, you're sick and dying. Hey, wait, wait, wait. wait. First, uh, excuse me, your honor. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, your honor. According to, uh, you know, Jesus versus the devil 2,000 years ago on the cross, First Peter says that, you know, here's the law and ordinance right here. By his stripes, I'm healed. You'll love this. You could have a field day with this. You could sit there all day long and argue with the devil, Dennis. Just keep showing up with jur- all this jurisdiction paperwork, amen, according to Article 101 of the book of Jeremiah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's your title deed. You go in there and go, hey, no, I got paperwork. Says, no, that's not right. What's the judge going to do when he sees the paperwork? Devil, what do you got? Lies. Show me your proof. Uh, I got none. Okay, good. Hey, I got paperwork. Can't lie when you got paperwork. I got paperwork. See what I'm saying? You see what you got to do? That's why it says plead your case in Isaiah. Plead what case? I didn't know there was a courtroom going on. Yeah, there's a courtroom in heaven. You plead your case. Did you, did you see it? What do you mean plead your case like a lawyer? Would you even sit down with a lawyer? Okay, we've got a big case. We're going in. We're going in. It's going to be big. You're going you're gonna to defend me? Yeah, it's going to be big. You might, you're facing a lot of time if this, okay, good. What, what, what do you got for the, I have absolutely nothing. I didn't even prepare. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you got any, like, any, I didn't do it. Yeah, we know, but, you know, hey, your word against his. What are we going to do? We just go for it. Come on, are you crazy? You wouldn't walk into court like that. You know, especially if you didn't do it, you'd be like, hey, tell them where I was. But what are you going looking for? Witnesses. Oh, ain't that funny? Out of two or three witnesses, let everything be established as a truth. Go get some word. The devil tries to put it on you. You call forth. The gavel comes down in heaven. Well, guess what? It's not against you. It's for you. The accuser is against you. God's always for you. You see what I'm saying? You got to have scripture. You say, why do you read your Bible? You got to have scriptures. You got to have scripture to prove your case. Look right here. You all right? You guys are doing great. Look, can I give you first, Peter? That's just. Let me just give you this right here. because Time's flying in this place. The word of God is our covenant, and it's your inheritance. Write that down. The word of God is your covenant, and it's your inheritance. 
Does that make sense? God put promises in the book of covenant terminology, and it made it your inheritance. Let me put it like this, okay? A covenant-keeping God put his desires for us and his promises, and in that covenant is the power to cause it to come to pass. And Jesus is the warranty deed. Does that make sense? So a covenant-keeping God had desires for you and put it in promises, and he gave you the promises through covenant terminology and left it for your inheritance. So now you got to go get your inheritance and go, hey, wait a minute. Now here's the thing. This is not something you have to fight to get, church. You just got to show up with the right paperwork. That's all it is. It's your inheritance. You ain't got to say, oh, I got a groan and travail. You ain't got a groan and travail, nothing. All you got to do is show up with the paperwork. I'm t- listen to me. I'm telling you this. So here's the problem. This struggle's over, guys. This toil's out the window. We're done toiling. It's going to track you down and overtake you because of the blessing. Now, here's the thing. We didn't have faith for the blessing because we didn't know it. We didn't know it at the level where you know it now. Now you know it. Now you expect it. I'm expecting this stuff. I'm expecting this stuff. Why in the world are you expecting it for? You should have never told me if it wasn't true. I'm going to sit here and brainwash myself till I get it. Now, what are you trying to say, Pastor Chris? I'm trying to tell you this. He said that this blessing is going to come and overtake you. Okay. Go to Hebrews 6 and 10. Go to Hebrews 6 and 10. You're going to see this again. Yeah, it's good you see this again. This is okay. Go to Hebrews 6 and 10. First Peter says you're a divine, it's 2 Peter uh, 1, I think it is, you're a divine partaker of divine promises, and you become what those promises say. For God is not unrighteous. To free. Now watch this. Now when I read this to you, just believe it. Okay, believe everything I read to you because you're smart. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you showed towards his name, that he be minister to the saints and do minister. Yay. Cool. And we desire that every one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Okay? So you got hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So keep your hope. Okay. Now watch this. Don't be, don't be lazy. And don't get slothful. Don't get slow. But follow them. Through faith and patience. Be followers of them through faith and patience inherited the present. Those promises was covered. Now let me mention, I don't ever want you to look at the word of God again like the word of God. It's a promise of a covenant, every word in that book. That's why it's called the last will and testament, and it's not a surety until the death of the, t- death of the testator, who is Jesus. He made it a surety in his blood and his dead body. I mean, how you get a will from somebody unless they die, bro? You see what I'm saying? Look, I don't want to be mean, but remember when somebody, my grandpa fell, passed away. He used to talk about it. I was talking to my mother about this day. He started talking about what he was going to leave me. I said, I don't even want to talk about that. Don't talk about that. I don't even want to hear about that. Well, if you ever need it, you know, I'm going to leave you some money. If you ever need, I, I don't, grandpa, I don't want to talk about that. If I needed the money, I didn't even want to talk about it. To me, it was weird. But I understood what he was saying. I told her that today. I don't want to talk about that. But when he went home to be with the Lord, because he went home to be with the Lord, guess what? When he left, we read the Testament. What he wanted to give me is will. Until the death of the testator, there is no promise. It can't go into effect. Well, guess what? 
Jesus is dead and rose from the dead and got a book in your lap called the Bible, and it's the last will and testament of what he left you as an inheritance. My God in heaven, is this making sense? So now I can enforce. Now guess what? My granddaddy said, hey, I left you some money. God bless Grandpa. He's probably looking down to heaven right now. Guess what I did when I went to the bank? I went with you. I said, well, okay, you know, it's sad, it's miserable, but if their bank would have told me they ain't going to give me the money he wanted, I would have fought them. Hey, that's my, that's my inheritance from my grandpa. Don't tell me I can't have that. My name's right here. They said, yeah, that's your name. Here's your money. It's my inheritance. Are you getting this? Uh, your daddy sent your brother to the cross for you to get the testament to you without the death of the testator it cannot be enforced. That's why Jesus had to die. Make sense now? He left you his Old Testament and a New Testament. He left you the last will in. Oh, that sounds like legal terminology. Hello. You getting it? But followers of them who through faith and patience inherited promises. Where did them promises come from? Yeah, Bible. Now, how do they get them? Faith and patience. You better write that down, faith and patience. See, you ain't getting nothing. Look at me, church. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. You ain't getting nothing without faith. I don't care what you got left. Without no faith, you ain't getting it. Because a bunch of Christians been left everything, they ain't got no faith for it. And guess how? You want to know what's crazy? Write it down. Faith and patience. Okay, now watch this, though. This is, this is really cool. You got to have faith. Everybody say, I got to have faith. For everything. But watch this. How's faith come? By hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Well, what do you think I'm preaching today? So guess what's coming faith filled in? Covenant opportunity or promises. Because listen to the prophet. I'm prophesying right now over your future. You better listen to the man of God. Pay attention. I'm prophesying over your future. You crazy enough to take it. Take it. Take it. Because there's faith in it now. You see what I'm saying? That's why this is like a holy moment. There's faith in it now. I never heard it. I was talking to somebody and they said, I don't even know if my church would understand half the stuff you're talking about. Well, nobody talks about this stuff. If you don't prophesy it, they can't become it. That's why I'm glad we put all this up on archive so I can listen to it. Did you just prophesy? Yeah, you just prophesied. You just gave it life. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word what I'm telling you. Faith in promises. So, Pastor Chris, what you're saying is I can have faith for the blessing in this covenant terminology that I didn't have five minutes ago. You got it because faith comes by hearing. Now you can say, oh, I'm seeing what you're saying. This blessing will get, it will track you down. Let me ask you a question. If something overtook you, doesn't it almost seem like it comes behind you, runs up on you, and overtakes you? You better believe it. Oh, tackle me to the ground blessing. Ain't that something? Uh, Do you get what I just said? Who does? The blessing. How you get it? Where? Well, brother, where is it? We didn't know it was there. You knew it was there a little bit, but now you got a revelation for it. Well, I just told you what the Bible said about it. You mean now it can start overtaking me? You better believe it. What's the degree it's going to overtake me? 
You show me your faith, I'll show you the degree. Without no toil. Without no hard some labor. Boy, some people can't understand that. I don't, I, I, I don't see, yeah, no, no, you're going to fight your head. I don't know how this can happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. And I could care less. Just let it happen, Lord. You understand what I'm saying? Let it be, let it be. Let it be unto me. Look at, look at Hebrews. Look at Hebrews. Look at Hebrews. You with me? Come on, we're almost done. Come on, give me like five minutes. That you be salt, follow them through faith, patience, inherit the promise. 13. Watch this. Hey, for when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. There's that God in Jesus. Remember we talked about this? They made a covenant. Why is that? Because God looked around and said, Abraham, you ain't, nah. Jesus looked around and said, nah, it's got to be me. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. That means God in Jesus. Can't make it with a man. Let me tell you something right here now. You better get what I just said. Can't make a covenant with a man. Well, how in the world me and you going to get in this covenant? Because we were men. Yeah, we used to be the children of men, but now we became the sons of God. We were the sons of men, and we became the sons of God. He was the son of God, and he became the son of man. It was the exchange. Hey, Abraham, yeah, give me Isaac. Why do I need to give me my Isaac? Because I can't give you my Jesus unless it's a fair exchange. So until that boy's on the altar, you can forget the deal. It's got to be equal. Oh, look at these terminology. Isaac looked like a warped deal until you figure out what it was about. You want my Jesus? Give me your Isaac. Because until you're willing to come in equal, I cannot give you equal. So when you gave me your son, I'll give you my only begotten. Look at this. Look at this. So that means we got Jesus backing up our side of the deal. Better believe it. That's how we came in. Because he ain't made with man. It was made with God. Perfect covenant made between God and Jesus. How we get in? How you going to get in? You're a man. Oh, I got an idea. Let me go send the only begotten seed into the virgin woman and let him be a perfect sacrifice. It's all about the covenant of God. Whole thing from the manger to the cross was about me and you coming back out of the curse. Whole book's about it. Why you got to have a Jesus born of a Mary, a virgin? Because you got to have a perfect kid, and the only way to have him perfect, he can't be conceived in sin. He's got to be conceived of a seed of the Holy One God. So I'm going to put a seed in a woman who's called a virgin, and she shall give birth to the Messiah. My God in heaven, birth of the Messiah, what you mean? Because you're going to come in that bloodline, and when you come in that bloodline, you just stepped out of humanity and stepped into royalty. you royalty. You're a royal being, a royal priesthood, an ambassador for Christ. All stuff making sense now? I'm an ambassador for Christ. How'd that happen? I was born in New Jersey. How'd I become a royal priest? Come on, somebody. Ain't no, ain't no, come on, somebody. Ain't no palaces over there. There's a palace in heaven. Got my name on it. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I mean? How'd you get in this family? I was born into it. Now, you born into it naturally, and I was born into it spiritually when I died and rose from the dead in resurrection power, miracle working power. I came in 1994, October. I walked into a deal with God and walked in a man and walked out like God. You say, I was going to say it like this. Let me just let it rip because somebody's going to want to say something about it. Write me a letter. They could stick all their letters. But look right here, right? I just tell you right now, I walked in a man and walked out of God. They don't like it. They got mad at Brother Cope and they can get mad at me. Little G, who are you that you've made him little? Man, them angels are freaking out, bro. What is this thing called, man? You made him little lower than Elohim. Who oh, Elohim? God. You made him a little lower. 
Not much, a little. He didn't even say, I made him lower. He said, a little lower than God. You like little gods in the earth. You the king. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. What do you mean? You got that kind of power. You got dominion. You can play. You got dominion. Man, we're going to do a series on dominion. We're going to hurt the devil. That joker's days are numbered. Because he tried to make the world like a wilderness. I'm going to talk about it Sunday. He tried to make the world like a wilderness, but God said in Isaiah, he said, I came back and put a fence around it and made it like a garden of Eden. He did. He tried to bring a wilderness in the earth to make it evil for man. But I got news for you. God came in and put a new stipulation in there. He put God-man back in, in royalty, in position, to declare and decree the blessing upon the church. My God in heaven, you see, you could change any neighborhood. You could change any situation. I'm telling you, we're going to get there. Okay, can we read the end of this? Because we got to go home. I'll keep you a little bit. These kids got school. Go. Flip this thing right here. Let me read through. She's playing. We're going to be done. Go back to where I was I? Yeah. Saying, surely I'll bless thee, and blessing I will multiply thee. Go. 15. Here we go. And so after he patiently endured, he obtained a promise. He's talking about Abraham. Because Hebrews 6 is talking about Abraham. After he patiently endured, he obtained a promise. Everybody say, I got to have faith and patience. They're wonder twins, man. They work together. James said, without patience, you're going to be in trouble because you're going to vacillate. So get patience. But I'll tell you why. You know what? Patience is easy. I never said this as long as I lived. I always thought patience was hard. Patience is a piece of cake when you understand covenant. Because you enter in rest. What do I care? He got to do it. He ain't going to not keep his end of the deal. He shows you right here. He says it's impossible for God to lie. For, men's verily, looks, for ver- men verily swear by the greater and oath to confirmation is then the all strife. What's that mean? Once you got agreement, you end the strife. But here's the thing. At the end of agreement is over. Once we, once we find agreement, right? Amos 3.3, 3, right? How could two walk together unless they agree, right? So here's the deal, right? For men verily swear by, Andre, men verily swear by the greater, right? And here's the thing. An oath is confirmation. You know what that means? Once you got agreement, we got no more strife. The only reason why you got strife with people is they haven't found agreement yet. That's why in the house, when you husbands and wives don't know what to do, one want to go one way, one wants to go the other way, just do this. Go, look, let's just believe God that the Spirit of God will lead us and stop the strife and get agreement somewhere. Once we do that, God can lead us. Until then, God can't take us nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Because we all get hard-headed. We think our way is the right way. But it's just human nature. So the quickest thing to do is God will figure it out. Let's just agree God will make For men verily swear by the greater. So that means what? The lesser makes the deal with the, look, 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 we're done. Come on. The lesser makes the deal with the greater because why would you go into covenant or business with somebody that don't have greater stuff? You know what I mean? So they're saying, you made covenant with me because I'm great. So I couldn't find nobody greater than me, God. He says, I made myself a deal with me. Okay? That's how I did it. Go. 17. Man, this, remember we read this? We're in God more abundantly to show what? The heirs, who do you think the heir of the promise is? You are. The immutability of his counsel. What's that mean? Unchangeableness. Unchangeableness. He don't change. Confirmed it by an oath and a promise. He gave you both. Keep going. That two immutable things. What were they? The oath and the promise. God's oath to make it come to pass and the promise he gave you to get it, that it is impossible for God to lie. My God in heaven, he said it's impossible for me to lie. Not only I could not lie, he said it's impossible for God to lie. So if God came down here right now and said, hey, it's day, what would happen? It turned into day because everything God said is true. You see what I'm saying? But God wouldn't do that because he don't contradict his word. He's bound by his word to perform it. 
It is impossible for God to lie. We might have strong consciousness. We are fled refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. It's impossible for God to lie. Guys, stand up on your feet. If God's not lying, why are you swearing? Because you don't understand, because you don't know what it is? You want to know what it really is? We don't really believe the character of God. It's okay. We all do it. Is that all right? I said it, not you. We really question him because we don't understand. But isn't that 1 John 5, 14 and 15? Just look at 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us. What is wrong with us that we don't think God still hears us? Right? We act human. 1 John 5, 14 15. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. You should put it up there. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. So obviously, we've got a problem knowing God hears us. That's why I say when you come, come boldly into the throne of grace. Hebrews. Well, how do you get him? Because you only got faith in the blood. I'm not putting faith in me. I'm, I'm wacky sometimes. But I put faith in his blood. Let me tell you something right here now. Look at your neighbor. Look him straight in the face. Say, your sin can't undo what the blood did. It washed you clean. You understand that? I don't care how wacky you think you are. You clean, spotless, unreprovable in his sight. I tell my wife that. I say, I'm unreprovable in God's sight. You should pick that up too. Come on, somebody. And, and look at this, verse 5, 16, and I'm going home. Ready? Here you go. There's a confidence that we know it's a really asking and desire to him. And what? And if we know that he hears us, 16, pop it up there. And if he know that he hears me, I know he'll grant me to petition that which he asks. And if any man, what are you doing? 14, 15. I'm sorry, you might have that. And we know that he hears us. Whatsoever thing we know, we have the petition that which we desire to him. You did great. I probably skipped one. All right? Did you get 14? This is the confidence. Did you get it? It's the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he. And if we know, watch the next verse. And if we know, and if we know, and if we know, and if we know, and if we know that he hears us, and if we know, and if we know, and if we know, whatsoever we ask. So what's man's problem? Does God really hear me? What's the guarantee to know if God hears you? Bring him his word. Hey, you put it in the book. It's right here. What's the sure way to know God hears you? Bring him back his word. Isaiah 55, 11, My word shall not return to void where it goes, shall go and prosper. See? Get scriptural. Once you get scriptural, you get faith. Well, that ain't no fun, Pastor. I just want to go in there and tell God what I... You can go in there and tell God what you feel all day long. He feels, he feels what you feel. Can't do nothing for you to you show up with the word. Want God to do something for you? It is written. You wrote it. I found it. And now I'm standing here with faith and patience until you do it. I ain't going to. Y'all rest good. And find, the Bible says this, they that have entered into faith enter into rest. As you get a rest, you're done. Come. Lift your hands to heaven. Say this out loud. Father, thank you for your word. It's changing my life. And I'm never going to be the same again. Thank you for revelation knowledge, transforming me. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together. You guys did great. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.